Hey everybody, it's Tuesday afternoon and I just want to ask you a question. Do you ever feel like you're never going to be enough? Do you feel like you're going to be judged for your success? Do you ever wonder how or if your voice, your creativity, your power, and your money are all somehow connected? Guess what? <laughs> Today we're going to talk about those things and I have, we're going to talk in depth about Stina with us for just a minute and I'm so glad you're here with us Stina today. Thanks for being with us. Um, this platform is called the Perspective Shifters Interview Series and what this is is, is a, a platform for us to bring forward pain points and hot topics and solve problems and elevate other female entrepreneurs that are out there um, bringing forward those things um, to you, our viewers. So if you are out there with us today, um, one of the key things on this is to, hey, make sure you say hi. Let us know you're here. Um, and we will we will absolutely say hi to you on here. I know some people are on live with us. So if you're here and in the house with us, let us let us know you're here. But my name's Erin Strayer. I'm an accelerated business strategist and um, I get you clear focus program alignment, optimizing and leveraging you to go out and forth and do the things that you do best. Stina Marie, <laughs> did you, oh, there you are with all your cuteness. So this lady, I'm gonna talk about her for just a second and why I feel that it's so, imperative to bring her on on a Tuesday, which we're usually live on Thursdays, but we're here on Tuesdays with Stina because one, we're going to celebrate Stina. She just published her very first book. I'm super excited and congratulations. <laughs> yes, it's called Worship Her. Um, and Stina is, um, she is an amazing, amazing expert. And we can drop the links in here yeah. when we're done. If that's something that you want, once you're, you roll through us, we got a lot of people with us already. Thanks for hopping on, Cheryl and Sean and Diana. Hi, guys. Um, but Stina is an expert, you guys, on fear, on shame, on uh, perfectionism, on self-sabotage, and bringing that all forward. Um, she's a, a birth doula, so she helps you have your, your baby at home, and she studied to do that, and she's done all kinds of other really cool things, and what her, her main line of, uh, is right now is that she's a sexual empowerment coach. So all of these things that we're going to be talking about today absolutely have everything to do connecting money with our voice, with our visibility, and with our JJ. Say so, <laughs> it, girl. Put it out there. <laughs> we're just going to talk about it and we're going to come in here live and talk about this because we as women, it's shamed, right? Like we don't usually get to talk about it. And um, Stina just is amazing with opening up and um, allowing us to feel comfortable talking about that even though we really aren't. So I am so thrilled to have you, Stina. And congratulations. Congratulations. We'll Thank put the you. Link in, the, in the feed when we're done here. Um, but yeah, so hi. Hi, thank you for your lovely <laughs> intro. <laughs> wow, yeah, so um, do you want to talk about a little bit about your backstory and, um, you know, just let us know? I mean, I know I introed you, but um, I just really feel like it should be your words coming forward here because there's so much to you and so much. Um, you're just amazing. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> just throw the love of money around. Right. <laughs> so I think I'll start, you know, growing up, I was the valedictorian. I was the straight A student, the beauty queen, the cheerleader. 
and it was like deathly afraid of ever being in trouble for anything. And that kind of pattern that I created early in my life really paralyzed me in that state of perfectionism. You know, that was something you mentioned is perfectionism. And I, I call it perfectionism paralysis because it, it literally paralyzes us from doing those big things in our life. So any dream that we have, anything we want to create requires some level of letting go of the perfectionism and letting go of the, the good girl that we think we have to be or the good wife you know, the good wife myth, like letting that go, the good mom. And all of these things are so like elusive. It's like, who really knows what that means anyways, right? It's like, we all have our own kind of idea or list of, oh, this is what it means. And so we hold ourselves to these incredibly high, unreachable standards. (laughs) And it's like, how can we ever be all of that? you know, and so we feel like we're not enough. We fear failure, we fear judgment, we fear um, abandonment is another big one. And I just had like another layer of that come up for myself. So this is a cyclical journey, you know, it's something that we're always, there's always more to learn, there's always more to release, there's always more to grow into. And that's what I love about it, because it just gets richer and richer. And you just come deeper and deeper into who you are. And the more you own your power, the more you own who you are, the easier it becomes and the more in flow you can be with sharing your message and showing up in your business. Because however you have shame and guilt and self-sabotage hanging out like in the background, you know, in the subconscious and in your energy, it will manifest in all of these different ways. So energy is energy. So sexual energy, you know, we can't compartmentalize it and say like, well, my sexual shame is over here in this compartment. And, you know, my business is over here in this compartment. It's, <laughs> it's not like that. So it's all together. And especially as females, we tend to be much more fluid and our emotional state in one area will affect another. And Another example of that is motherhood. You know, if if your if your relationship is in shambles, or you know, you're just hit, having a rough patch, like you're going to start snapping at your kids. You're going to start nagging them, and so you know, we don't we don't have the luxury of just breaking off our business from our life and just saying like, well, I'll just run that over there. And when we do that, people can feel it. If we're trying to to segment and and separate. People feel that it's like, they're almost saying like, where are you? You know, they don't have that deep connection with us. So that's my definition of sexuality is who you are and how you relate to other people. And so when we look at sexual energy and sexual power from that standpoint, it's like really truly has the potential to change your entire life. Because when you know who you are and you can communicate clearly with other people, you're unstoppable. There's nothing you can't do. And it's from that deep place of connection with your, your truth and your voice and your identity that you can act in integrity. You know, like we're, we're really kind of trained to act out of integrity with ourselves. We're trained to oblige other people, 
you know, to follow the rules to, you know, oh, these things are taboo and don't talk about them and, and all that. So when we start breaking through that and we really sink into who we are and we start to connect with that and communicate that, it's like, it just creates this really beautiful, rich energy. You know, and it's interesting because as you're talking and you and I've had conversations before and it always brings up, I'm like, oh, well, I never thought about that. I never thought, you know, like you have different boxes and you go there and I'm Joan Cleaver, by the way, <laughs> you know, dinner's on the table and I'm dressed a certain way and my house is a certain way and my desk is a certain way. And, you know, in all of these different hats that we wear, these boxes that we put ourselves in, they're all separate and yep, that one's okay. Mm-hmm. And that one's okay. And, but that's not how it works, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and having those, you know, the initial conversations with you and prior to even talking about you coming on live with us, um, you know, it, it started becoming very clear that this was an area that I had never been enlightened on before, mm. you know, and it is taboo, right? Mm. I mean, we've been brought up to, Oh, don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's interesting, like if we just start in a few really simple areas where I see women like have those ahas of like, oh, I never thought of that. Um, one of the things that I have my ladies do that I just, I, this is how I kicked off. I did a, a mini course recently, like a free three-day mini course. And the first task was for everyone to clean out their underwear drawer. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> and And I swear, like, the shifts that you can make and the things that will come up for you if you just do this one simple thing, it's astounding. Because if you look at your underwear drawer and you're like, oh, I've had that pair for 10 years. Like, let's just say I've had that pair for 10 years. And this one has a hole in it. And the elastic shot in that one. And this one's all period stained and, you know, whatever. You start to realize, like... Yeah. Am I really taking care of myself? And do I really give a fuck? You know, like this is something that it's just for you. You know, maybe your partner sees you in your underwear or whatever, but it's for you. You're the one that wears this all day, every day. It's like the one piece of clothing that goes just on your root and sacral space, which is where your energy of safety, support, creativity, sexuality, all of that is held there. So you're putting this garment on that is holy and old and worn out and nobody (laughs) nobody puts that on and is like, oh, I am ready to kick ass today. They're like putting that on going "Uh, like whatever, you know, and like on to the next thing. And so, you know, you just look at that and it's like letting go of that old like baggage, the old junk and just saying like, I'm going to go buy myself some nice underwear, dang it. And I'm going to feel sexy and I'm going to do it for me. And, you know, we can stop playing the, like, it's not practical game, you know, like, Oh, it's well, I have underwear. So I shouldn't go what spend a hundred bucks on new underwear. Like why, why not do that? So, you know, it's just such a simple thing. And the other place that I see women get hung up is um, when I'm teaching sensual massage and, it's, I have this four stage process and most women get hung up in the first one, which is like massaging your hands, your arms and your legs. It's not even 
it doesn't even go anywhere near, <laughs> you know, intimate regions. Like we're just talking totally platonic connection with your body. And it really freezes us up because we're just not used to being that present with ourselves and loving ourselves in that way and just mm. just being there. And, and so the way that I see that show up is when we're connecting with somebody, whether it's on video or doing a live stream, or if it's you're teaching a class in a course you created, or you're on a sales call with someone, that kind of like not being present is what comes across. So it's like, I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of afraid of you fully seeing me. I'm kind of afraid of fully showing up here, you know, cause, cause what's going to happen if I really own it? Yeah. You know, interesting. Oh my gosh. Hey, if you guys are picking up on any of this, is this is lining up with you guys, like the underwear drawer thing just threw me off really. <laughs> <laughs> to be quite honest. Cause it's like, you just don't take time to do that. Yeah. Like, and as busy moms, I mean, I don't know how many of you guys, I know Diana's, uh, Diana's in the house. She's, she's on our docket for, she's going to be on our docket later. <laughs> um, um, but, you know, um, I know she's a mom. I, um, you know, you and I are both moms and, and that's busy. And, and how do you, how do you allow yourself, you know, the grace and the, the acceptance, the okay, the granting, the, hey, go take that $100 and buy yourself new underwear versus, hey, go take that $100 and buy new school clothes. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that balance, right? And and you talk about it all the time. I know you do that if we don't take care of ourselves first, mm. nothing else is going on. Yeah, and so well, that brings up also, you know, things about how we think about priorities and how we think about our financial flow. So a lot of times we're trained to be in this like budget mindset. I have to have a budget. I have to be frugal. I have to, you know, really hunker down. And a lot of times that keeps us in past focus. So what money have I made before? And like, you know, how how can I like survive? It's a very like survival energy versus looking at it and saying like, what am I going to go sell this week? What am I going to get out my ass out there and actually share with the world? Because I know that I've got gifts that are untapped, you know, yeah. so like not even letting that be capped. And this is what I mean by doing an exercise like that. You have this stuff come up and you're like, I'm making excuses about that. I'm making excuses about why I can't buy myself underwear. You know, I'm making excuses about why I have to keep those old beliefs and old habits around um, mm -hmm. even to say, Oh, well, I'll keep some of these for when I'm on my period. No girlfriend, you're going to go buy yourself black underwear that are nice and comfortable. And, and those will be your period underwear. Your period deserves new underwear too, you know? <laughs> so it's like, it's like on no level then are we punishing ourselves? It's punishment to put on nasty, holy old underwear and you're punishing yourself to keep doing that every day. And it's a representation of how you feel about your own power and your own voice, because it's like, it's this feeling of like, what if there's not enough for me, right? I'm not enough, I'm not enough. And then what if there's not enough for me? It's a vicious cycle. I knew you were gonna be bringing forth <laughs> like that. 
today, girl. I just, <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> um, and then Sean, Sean's on with us. She's, she lives across the big pond. And she's like, uh, when I finally started to show up and I got seriously visible and honest with myself, my business exploded. Aaron, just look at what I did last week. Yeah, I know, right? Sean, you like blew it out of the water last week, girl. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it's so true. You know, when you show up for yourself, even when nobody else sees your underwear, you do. How are you showing, you know what I mean? Like your spouse might, or yeah. you know, your partner or whatever. But really, your clients don't see your underwear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and the thing is that most of the world doesn't see your beliefs either, or your mindset, or your energy, you know, or all the thoughts that are going on in your head. People aren't seeing that, but it's when you change that inner landscape, and you change the way that all of that is feeling and functioning and you know you're creating new cycles and new paradigms that are actually supportive for you then that's what shifts the outer stuff you know that people are seeing you see those those symptoms like bad underwear is a symptom of something else going on deeper and you know you get to you get to take a look at that and say am i really ready to sh to shift this am i really ready to change this and that kind of devotion to yourself um, is, is just crucial in creating any kind of success, whether it's relationship, whether it's motherhood, whether it's business, because you just can't move forward from a place of, I'm just gonna like, you know, nose to the grindstone, kind of like force it to happen. And it's like, that just doesn't, it, it only works for so long. I don't, it's not that it doesn't work. It just only works for so long before you burn out. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when we were talking about your topic, we were talking, um, you know, we got, we got quite a few people online with us. If, if you guys are here, make sure you hop out here and tell us that you're here, say hi. Um, and I'm just going to push this out there again. If this is something that you feel is relevant for your tribe make sure you share this video because it's pertinent to every single female out there these are what stina teaches and talks about and brings home and she's doing it already right here um, <laughs> um is foundational work you guys this is foundational work and if if you're not doing it and if you're not um paying attention to these things like the structure of your business isn't going to be firm so I can't say that enough that the, the, the background, the underwear mm -hmm. is seriously, it's foundational. This work and taking care of yourself and the things that she's talking about um, all lines up with our creativity, with our voice, with our, with our power, right? With all of that that we are as women and business women. And um, it's seriously foundational for us. So if, if you guys are on here, make sure you say hi and, and share this with your, your teams and your, your coworkers and the people that are around you because it's, um, it's huge, it's huge. So- Yeah, and, and I was gonna say on that note, like the, you just mentioned you know, being foundational and I don't know how familiar your audience is with chakras. So I talk a little bit about the root and sacral and you know the root is literally you know putting down your roots and it is that foundational energy and it's developed so early in childhood that's the first you know energy center that we have and it's like it can get screwed up even in potty training i mean the root is about is about release it's about you know whatever is released through <laughs> your butt your vagina like the whole deal 
And so you right. have this foundational energy. It's like, if you are feeling unsupported or unsafe, then that's what we're reprogramming and creating here is an ability to depend on ourselves, you know, mm -hmm. showing up for ourselves. I can depend on myself. I'm going to be here. I'm supported. I'm safe. And only when we feel that kind of groundedness, like, I mean, 99% of people are walking around just completely ungrounded. Like they're floating off in space somewhere. Like I, I notice when I travel, especially in big, big busy city, cities like New York or Miami or um, San Francisco, where I was at earlier this year, it's like, I go around and I just can feel myself like trying to like, come on guys, like, bring it down like let's get grounded here pull you in. I want to pull you in. <laughs> yeah and and I have people I say like you know you have such a grounding energy and I'm like well if you're not grounded if you're not doing this foundational work if you're not getting to the root and the core and your soul like forget it everything else will fall apart because you're building it on a shaky foundation and so just you know intertwined with that and kind of just from that then in the sacral energy is is the creative energy and you know how can you run a business without that <laughs> right i know um mel's on with us and she said she very much can relate to this and um and and sean says cool. that she knows about chakras from from a client um so she's really you know very much into that and i know quite a few of what cheryl say um cheryl whoops here we go that's sean again um if he moved on hide um where'd you go Cheryl, there you are. Um, Cheryl said, um, God realized he couldn't be everywhere, so he created mom. <laughs> and then I realized moms couldn't be everywhere, so he really created guilt. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's um, it's funny that um, that's interesting that a lot of people think that too, Cheryl. Cheryl was on with us last Tuesday, so I'm super glad to see you here. Um, but um, it's true that, um, you know, that's a lot of the mindset again. Um, that a lot of us deal with um, is that my mom mindset <laughs> for sure. Mm -hmm. sure. Um, so these connections that we have, mm -hmm. you know, between our creativity, our power, our voice, um, all of that all connect with our money. So let's get into this nitty gritty and how this all works and why, why you, these all have to be connected for us to actually feel like all of our stuff works, right? Mm. So like we're not out there flapping, like, you know, like you walking around in these cities and people are up off the ground and, you know, they just, they're, they're um, you know, they're flapping and they're just flying by the seat of their pants every single day and they don't, mm. they're unorganized and they don't have a plan and they don't, they feel un, unscattered and, right. yeah. Yeah. So, when you were talking about that, I was thinking, you know, with money energy, like money is an energy, money is currency, you know, like a current of energy. And yep. what we tend to do when we go into scarcity is we get really possessive. Yeah. We get really like focused on what I have, you know, right here. And it's like, yeah. it's, it becomes this obsession of, like uh, like the miser energy, right? Like I just, I have to like hoard it. And that energy can come up any time. It doesn't matter how much money you have. 
So scarcity is not exclusive to poverty and it's not, um, you're not exempt if you are not in poverty because there are many people who are technically impoverished or in poverty who have an incredibly abundant giving generous mindset who would not consider themselves poor. And, you know, vice versa, there are people who are technically rich, but they're living in such a depravity and poverty in their lives. So when we talk about money as energy and how we relate to money, it's not just how much you have, you know, because the fact is like always like no matter what, no matter where you are on the spectrum, more will always come in and more will always go out. <laughs> like Money is never completely stagnant, even if it's an investment or a savings account or a whatever. It's never a stagnant energy that you can like claim it and hold it and like make that your security in your life. You know, so we have this like really intense, like miser energy. And that comes from a need to make money the thing that will make you feel stable and safe and okay. Like, well, if I just have this much money, I'll feel okay. And that's not true because it's then we feel it slipping back out, right? It's like, well, then I have to pay this bill or then I have to do this thing. And we get so focused on that. It's like, we can't from that place, like we can't then, or we get, we get to, but we're not at that time opening up to the receiving flow. And when we're shut down in ourselves and we're in that state of unsafety and unsupport and we're clinging to our money, it's like we have to, in order to shift out of that, we have to come to a place of enough is enough. Mm. Mm. I am done <laughs> like no more like the, there has to be some level of fed up with your own bullshit and with the systems that are the sorry the paradigm and see what's going on. I just keep going. Okay. <laughs> oh no, we're break we're breaking the we're breaking the Facebook with our money energy. <laughs> I love it when that happens. You're like, you know it's powerful when I know when it goes anywhere. <laughs> so funny. So whoever's on right now, probably there's some ahas or like clearing or something happening because that's usually what happens when things go down. So <laughs> so um, what, what I was saying is that feeling of enough is enough when you're fed up with your stories and you're actually ready to change, then that's the moment that we reclaim our power and our personal authority and our ability to make a decision and actually choose something for ourselves. And this is something that when we're children, we're asked over and over again, what do you wanna be? What college do you wanna to go to? You know, what, what, are you, what are your dreams? What's your dream job? And at some point, like we decide that we don't have the right to do that anymore, right? It's like, 
well, now things are just kind of locked down, whether it's like I got married and so this is what it is, or I'm stuck in a corporate job, or I had kids, like there's some point where we decided internally, like it's done now. Like what it it is what it is and I better just kind of deal with it. And so when you get fed up with it, it's like, wait a minute, I can do something else. And sometimes I don't know what it is. Sometimes there's not like, you know, the perfect vision or the perfect plan. It's just that sense of, wait, I, I know that there's more. And so just that little like glimmer of possibility when we take ownership of that and we really start to claim that, it's really a remembering. You know, it's a remembering of our power. It's a remembering of our truth. And it's not something that we have to get from outside of us. It's not something that we have to like take or learn from someone else. It's, mm -hmm. it's really a remembering. It comes up from within you and it's there. And, and, and then it's a process. I mean, it's like, I, I, I've reflected on this a lot where people say, well, one day I just made the choice, you know, my bank account was at $30 and I'd been on welfare for years and I just made the choice. And then six months later I was making six figures or whatever. And, you know, or sometimes it's a shorter time period than that. And you're like, really? Like you just make the choice and it just happens. And it's like, no, but you can't make the transformation. You can't make the change until that choice is there. And then you have to wake up and choose every freaking day that you're going to keep on that path, you know? And I say this about marriage too. Mar like the wedding, the legal contract means nothing. It means nothing. And it only means something if you make it mean something. You know, if marriage meant something objectively across the board, then we would all know like how to be married and how to be successfully married and how to treat our partners and, you know, right. all, all manner of like, it would just be perfection. This would be marriage and you just get married and then it would just be wonderful. And that's not the way it happens. You have to wake up every day and say, I choose this person. You know, I choose to be married. I choose to grow. I choose to improve this. Otherwise, it just becomes kind of this complacency, you know. So when you make that choice, it is a shift. But then after that, it's like, okay, what's my next step to actually making this change? And, and what I've experienced in my own life and what I've seen from my clients is that it's consistent work. It's, you know, bringing in the support, having the sisterhood there and actually investing yourself, your time, your energy, and yes, your money in making those changes and having somebody there who's going to see you through that because you can't change like I'm 28 I just turned 28 so I'm probably younger than, than a lot of people who will see this but it's like okay I'm 28 so if I'm young you know in my 20s let's just say I've got 20 years of baggage behind me I've worked with 60 year olds I had a couple of 60 year olds in my last eight-week program I love these women, they were just fabulous. And it's like, okay, they've got an extra 40 years, you know, on me of shit to work through. And that doesn't happen. Change can happen so fast, you know, like the shifts that can happen, happen so fast. 
but the long term, you can't expect like one session or reading one book or going to one seminar to just be like the magic ticket. And then all of a sudden, you know, boom, you have success. And it's why, I mean, I still work with other energy healers and, you know, I do acupuncture regularly and I just had a kinesiology session. Like I do kinesiology with my, with my clients. I do energy work and clearing. I still have other people to support me. And it's because we just can't always, even if we have a really um, high self-awareness, there's just always a different element in energy of having somebody hold space for you and, yes. and bring an extra, an extra level of clarity. And that's, I, I think that I is just so important. I couldn't agree more. Hey, um, we can keep talking here. If you guys are on with us, I know that we are approaching our half an hour time that we usually keep this going, but Steen has got so much good, awesome information here. Is everybody with us? Do you guys care if we go a little bit longer here or what it, what's your replay here on um, a new thought process, ladies, that are on with us? We got, I don't know, half a dozen people, more than a dozen people on with us right now. So, yeah. um, but again, we're talking, I know it's so cool. And I'm, um, I don't know, back in the comments, somebody was saying, I need Stina's book. Yes, we will put the link in <laughs> in the comments for you. Um, we will loop back around to that. Um, hey, Stina, just to maybe kind of tighten this up a little bit, and if people <laughs> keep going, please, please. Keep going. That's, my, that's my favorite little, my favorite little hands recently. Yeah. So, um, so <laughs> I, know that, I know that another um, thing that we talked about that was on our maybe a talk about agenda today was learning to say no. Mm. Yes. Which, let's talk about that because I think that that's a huge, huge, huge thing, especially for the one, the people that are on with us, two, for myself. Um, you know, and I think the older we get, the harder that gets. Mm. I think it's opposite of what people think. <laughs> <laughs> Because um, just like you said, the, those 60-year-old people that were in your prior group, they got mm -hmm. 40 years of crap more yeah. than you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I feel that, you know, somebody in my age bracket is, um, I have that much more coming forward and that much more of society telling me, oh, you can't have that. What do you mm -hmm. think? What are you thinking? Why are you in this space? What are you doing? Yeah. You know? that loop that runs in our heads, you know, that self-talk that we all have, but coming from your perspective and where you sit with the people that you help, let's talk about saying no. Yeah. Um, so this is actually a chapter in my book is learning to say no, for sure. I was like, that gets a whole chapter. Let's see what chapter, I don't remember which chapter it is. Chapter seven, learning to say no. Um, and it's just that it was such a huge lesson for me to learn. You can say no and not be a terrible person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're fed like so many stories about what it's going to mean about us. If we say no, it's like this big drama. What are they going to think if I say no, you know, and are they still going to be my friend? And like, it's just drama, drama, drama. And I think that when we realize I've got to start saying no, the one thing that's usually missing is tools on how to actually do it. 
Like, yeah. how do you actually go from being a people pleaser and just saying yes to everything to being able to say no and not constantly feel like a, just a total bitch? Like, let's right. be real. That's the fear. Everybody's just going to think I'm a total bitch because I said no. Right. And so um, I'll just I'll give you the steps right from right from the book, because that's why I wrote it is I use a method that I call the yes, no, yes method. And this is something that I learned about um, years ago. I was listening to a summit and somebody mentioned it. And I just was like, this is just the most genius thing ever. And so then I've really integrated it and, you know, made it kind of made it my own and fleshed that out in my life. And it's where you say, first, you affirm what someone's asking of you. So if you said to me, hey, Stina, do you want to meet up for dinner this week? Mm -hmm. Then I can say, you know, oh, I would love to get together with you sometime, you know, or maybe it's a new restaurant that opened and I would say, oh my God, I love tapas. Like that, you know, you affirm what what's like juicy about that or what's great or, you know, because it takes a lot of guts too for the other person to, to step out and ask that, you know, sure. if somebody's asking you for something, they're usually not doing it just to be manipulative. And if they are, then affirming them will, will like bring the intensity down a little bit, right? Because then they're like, oh, just affirming me. So either way, it's fabulous, it's fabulous way to start. So you edify and, and affirm what they're asking you. And then you can say no by giving them the facts. So when you say no by giving them the facts, that does not include telling them your life story. That does not include telling them why you can't do it. Like, mm -hmm. it's just saying no. And you can say things like, this isn't a good time for me. Right? And, and, then, and then you stop. <laughs> That's like the kicker. You stop. Or that doesn't fit into, the, into my week. You know? It just, yeah. it just is. I don't have my schedule for that. Right. Um, I, you know, I, it doesn't fit into my week or if, depending on what it is, you can say that's not a priority for me right now. That's a great one. Oh my and gosh. That's a it's like, you do not have to justify any of those. So you don't have to say, this isn't a good time for me. My dog was throwing up all night and my kid forgot his lunch today. And my husband is going to be working late. And so blah, 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 blah. Like, Right. Nobody needs to know your life story. And I and this is such a good lesson for us to learn too, because it helps us to own our power in a different way. So that when we're saying no, we are seeing our own stories. It's a story. I'm sorry your dog was throwing up all night. I'm sorry your kid forgot his lunch. And I'm sorry your husband's working late. But I know, like I know, like I know, that if you wanted to make it happen, you would find that babysitter, you would call your mother-in-law to come watch the kids. You know, like you would make it happen. So if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Like I watch my three-year-old and my five-year-old. If you go and ask a three-year-old or a five-year-old, do you want to play Candyland right now? And they don't want to do it. They'll say, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's like <laughs> genius, right? It's like, right. wow, we just, we kind of like miss the point when we realize that, or we miss the point and then we can realize that just owning that, like, I don't want to do that is also okay. It doesn't mean that I don't like you anymore, Erin, if I don't want to go out to dinner with you. 
You know, it right? just means that I just don't feel like doing that or I'm just choosing not to, or it's not a priority. And that's okay. Right. It's okay. And then the third step, which is like kind of optional is you can also offer another resolution. So when somebody says, you know, do you want to go out to dinner this week to this new tapas restaurant? Well, maybe you're feeling like I'm on my period. I'm tired. I don't have energy to go out to a restaurant. Like it just doesn't even sound like fun. I'm just like, weren't. So you just would say, you know, I would love to see you this week. Could you just come over? I'll make some popcorn and watch, watch a chick flick together. You know, like right. offer something else. Tell them what you do want. Because maybe you would be like, oh my God, that sounds so much better anyway. It's <laughs> like, I would love to do that, you know? Um, and I've done this with friends who like, I'm, I'm pretty organized, pretty like OCD type A person. And so <laughs> I really like to have all of the details of something before I say yes or no. So if somebody just says, would you like to get together soon? My brain goes like freaks out. Cause it's like, when, where, with who? Like, right. Cause I have a right. thousand questions and I have friends who are very like spontaneous fly by the seat of my pants, you know, energy. And what I've learned is that they don't care. So right. if I say, I'd love to see you Thursday at seven, let's have a picnic at this park and hang out for a couple of hours. They're like, cool. Right. You know? Right. And yeah. it's like, we can just own that and, and be really clear in our communications and not go into stories because the fact is that we just get to decide. It's just a choice. And we don't have to go into what that means about us. And it doesn't, um, it doesn't help anything to give somebody a story or an excuse. So right. even if your kid is sick, even if you're completely exhausted because you've worked a long day, whatever the case may be, um, it's kind of like we're buffering other people's judgment or we think we are buffering their judgment when we give excuses. So like, well, if I tell her how, how you know, how terrible my week has been then when I say no it'll hurt less it'll hurt her less when I say no and we just get to let that go because it really doesn't empower us and it really doesn't empower the other person either um, because what that shows that person then is or what it can kind of I guess make an opportunity for and you've probably experienced this where you say, you know, do you want to do this? And they're like, oh, I have this to do. I have that to do. I have this to do. And you're going, oh, so that's more important than me. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, and, and it's like, actually, that is the choice they're making. <laughs> but when that person's not owning it, like it feels kind of icky. But if they just yeah. own it, then it's like, all right, girlfriend, totally fine. Got it. Yeah, you know, know, it's just such a clear energy and it feels so much better. Well, you know, and, and quite honestly, when you, I mean, that first couple times that you, you say no, no, that's not going to work for me. I mean, and you leave it at that. Yeah. Done. Like, it's crazy how your personal energy changes around that, too. Mm -hmm. it, it, the total shift in the, it's empowering. It's yeah. really, really empowering, self-empowering when you you say no mm -hmm. without an excuse yeah it doesn't matter it doesn't matter why but you say no without an excuse mm -hmm. yeah uh, it, oh go ahead i was just gonna say sean, sean was in here and she said she's really been struggling with the word no and um 
that she uh she really needs to uh <laughs> she really needs to have some more organization and spontaneity there too. Mm. So um, yeah, really glad that this is lining up with with you ladies that are on with us. And I know we're running over time, so thanks for hanging with us. And because this is really really powerful stuff. And um, um, I'm gonna kind of wrap it up here a little bit, Stina. Unless you want one more like really quick caveat oh, on my. that and. I talk about yeah. this in my book, so I hope everyone will go buy it because I think it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. Uh, but the other thing that is, I think, an absolute key, and this ties back into everything that we've been talking about, is yeah. that saying no is only useful and only powerful when you know what you're saying yes to. Oh, bam. Right? So if you don't know what you're saying yes to, then saying no just doesn't like you just can't really do it it doesn't really feel powerful because it's like well I could say no but then then what you know so if you just don't feel like going out and you say no to your friend for dinner but then you end up cleaning your house like a maniac and like running yourself into the ground that evening it doesn't feel good but if you say no and you know that you're saying yes to nourishing yourself, taking care of yourself, being with your family, like whatever the, the other thing is, then yeah. you know that you're in check with your priorities, you're in integrity. And that creates more of that, I can depend on myself energy. And when what I see is that when women get reconnected to their sexual power, reconnected to their vagina and their voice and their body, and get super grounded in that like soul centered space, and that's what I call V power, right? Your voice, your visibility, and your vagina. It's like you can you can actually feel and embody on a different level that full yes. So it's like you know where you're going. You know who you are. You know what your next steps are. You know how to communicate with your tribe. You know how to show up and sell. It's like it all becomes so much more in flow. And so that is where the no comes from for me is like I know who I am. I know where I'm going. And once you get that on lock on an energetic, emotional soul level, and that's what I am so focused on supporting my clients in, you know, let's get you like down and, you know, really aligned and really centered on that. And then the no is like, it's a no brainer. <laughs> you can just whip it out left and right. <laughs> Say it whenever it's right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, I know there, there's so much amazing work that that Stina does her book is amazing again we will put the link in here for you guys if that is something that um you know interests you and piques your interest it, it is a hundred percent worth it to go out and buy that book it is on Amazon but we'll put the link in here for you and again congratulations on that for you <laughs> um, but how do people reach out to you what do you got going on right now what do you have um, do you want them to connect with you in your group? Do you want um, do you have programs that are running? I don't even know if you're taking new clients. Yes, um, I do have space for one-on-one -on -one clients right now. So that is open and my favorite way. I'm like, love one-on-one. -on -one. I love, I'm an introvert. I'm very, I'm very charismatic introvert. <laughs> so I love working with people one-on-one. Um, -on -one. So I do have space for new clients right now. And Okay, I'm going through all the questions that you just asked. My group is the V Power Vortex, and we can pop all these links into. So the V Power Vortex, it's a great place to find me. If you have personal questions, you can obviously just shoot me a PM. You know, you can find me 
um, from this here and just shoot me a PM. We can hop on a chat. I love to just connect with people and um, I mean, connect one-on-one, -on -one, answer your questions, see how I can support you. And the other thing I mentioned during our chat was my V-Power mini course. So it's called Unleash Your V-Power. And it's just a three-day mini course. It's a really great place for people to start. And that they can get at cnamarie.com backslash unleash your V-Power. So um, those are some really fabulous places to start. Um, if, you know, if you're listening though, and you're like, Bam, I needed to get started yesterday on this work, then definitely send me, <laughs> definitely send me PM. Um, the best, you know, the best way to really dig in is, you know, for us to connect and, and see how I can support you one-on-one. -on -one. So yeah, yeah. That's, that is what it is. We will put the, um, Stina's links in here once we pop off um, for you to go get her booked, uh, the link to her, her group and um, the link to this um, program that she just did. And again, like she said, if you have, um, you know, specific questions, definitely just PM her and she'll loop around to you. But um, I, again, you guys, if this information that we've brought forward today if, is one, um, it's done you some good, make sure you comment in below, especially if you're watching the replay and you're not on here live with us, make sure you replay, you know, um, comment and let us know that you have checked this out, that it has touched you. And we'll loop around if you have questions on this specific live we'll loop around and we'll answer those here for sure um we super appreciate you guys being on live with us if you feel like this is good for your team or your co-workers in your area and your arena your your girlfriends share it by all means share it because we as females need to continue to uplift and support each other by bringing this different information forward because we don't know what we don't know until we need to know it lightly mm -hmm. cleaning out your underwear during why that's important so yeah oh my god so excited to have you with us, Dina. So thank you. Thank you, everybody who showed up. I just wanted to say thank you again. Yeah, thanks everybody for being live and hanging out with us a little bit longer than usual. And we're super, super excited that you were hanging with us. So we'll see you right back here again soon. Hang out with me for a second, Dina, okay? All right. Take care, everybody. Bye.